Well, it's great to be back at Pakenham Baptist this morning. It's a while since I've been here. But thank you for the warm welcome that we've received. And it's wonderful to be able to bring Rebecca to you. Uh, Mukti Australia traditionally has had a partnership with uh, Pandita Ramabai Mukti Mission in India. Many of you will be familiar with that name. And that has now been operating for 132 years, transforming the lives of women and girls in that country. And now some little boys as well. And that continues on. But six years ago, we formed a new partnership from Mukti Australia with Wings of Hope in India. Oh, sorry, in Sri Lanka. Wrong country. Have to remember where I am this morning. Uh, so Sri Lanka. And Rebecca Alexander is the COO of that ministry. And for Clive and I particularly, we have known Rebecca since she was quite a little girl because her sponsorship was arranged through an organisation that we worked in together. And some of you may remember her from those days. And you know, she could recite Psalm 119. That's the longest psalm in the Bible. But we won't get her to do it this morning. I think she can still do it, though. So, Rebecca, it's wonderful to have you here. She has obviously moved on from being that little girl who was sponsored, but she will share her story with you this morning now as the leader and ministry leader of Wings of Hope, which again is transforming the lives of whole families in that island nature, na nation of Sri Lanka. So welcome her this morning. Well, thank you for the very warm welcome. Um, I'm not much of a preacher, uh, my dad, my brother are the preachers in our family. But I just pray that as I share from God's heart, through my heart, into your hearts, that you will be blessed today. I'd like to share a verse from the Bible. I'm sure all of us know of it, John 3:16. For God so loved the whole world that he gave his one and only Son. To whoever believes in him, they will not perish but have everlasting life. He loved the whole world unconditionally. I'd like to share a short story with you. It's a boy named Danny who lived in the mountains of Sri Lanka in the hills. He was, a, uh, he was born into the family of a tea-picking family, and his family struggled, and so he came to the city of Colombo hoping he could find work. He was abused, and he was on the streets struggling, trying to find some work, trying to find some food. And while he was there, a lovely Christian lady found him and took him home. And she not only taught him to read and write, but she introduced him to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Danny went back to the mountains to his fellow men and shared the love that he found through the Lord Jesus Christ to his fellow men up in the hills. And that's where he met his wife, who was a daughter of a Hindu priest. And Jesus came into all of their lives. And you know, tea pickers have a very difficult life. They um, have to wake up at 6 in the morning. And they, with a sack over their heads, they would have to pick 20 kilos of tea barefoot. And if they, get, if they are able to pick that quota, they would get paid $10. If not, they do not get paid. And so this was the life of a tea picker. And this was Danny's wife's life, his mother's life, the life of the Hindu priest. But something changed 
because through that love that this one Christian lady shared with Danny, it brought transformation to a whole family, to a whole community. One, and this Hindu priest came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, even though he was very hard-hearted. And on that mud floor, these tipikas live in homes called lines, like train compartments, all attached together. And it was a mud floor. There's no running water, no electricity, no sanitation facilities. The nearest hospital is only 30 kilometers away. And so on that dirt floor, uh, they, Danny and Rajesh, his wife, had their first baby. And it was a baby girl, and that baby was me. And two years later, I had a brother who was born in the hospital. And I grew up knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Danny was up from the hills, totally unaware of who God was, what his love can do. And today, um, he, today the love that God, that lady showed him has transformed his life, the life of his family. It has transformed my life, my brother's life. And we were introduced to sponsorship, which opened up an opportunity of education. Both my parents never had the opportunity of going to school. They, they couldn't read or write at that time. But today, my father leads a church of 70 families up in the hills. And my mother, who would be so embarrassed to go forward because of her illiteracy, has learned to read and write and leads the women's ministry. And my grandmother, who was also a tea picker, she had nothing or she didn't know even to read anything, but all she wanted to do was read the Bible. And so today, I stand here before you, a life transformed through the love of Jesus Christ and through the opportunity that was given to me through education. Sri Lanka, I believe, has the best tea. And today, I am not a tea picker like my mother or my grandmother. I stand here in front of you having the opportunity of educated, education. And I stand a different lady, challenged, empowered in many ways. God has been a part of my life, all through my life. And I'm sure um, we have all had our challenges. And as your pastor was reading this morning from Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 3, and it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burnt, nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You are precious in my sight. You have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give, you, give men for you and people for your life. That is a verse that I claim for my life. I have been through a lot of challenges, even though I had a good uh, Christian background. I knew the Lord. But my life was difficult because I went through a lot of hurts, a lot of rejection when I was going to school because of my background because my mother and father were tea pickers, I was rejected in school, and all I wanted to do was get out of that situation. But God had something different for me. His plans were not my plans. He had something very different, which I couldn't understand or believe at that time. And then when I, was, when I thought I was in his plan, 
I was challenged and uh, went through a lot of difficulties through the birth of my daughter, who was very ill. And I thought God was not with me. And it was like walking through the fire for me at that time. And I hurt a lot. But God gave me lots of people who came around me, surrounded me with their love, their prayers. And today, and he gave me miracle after miracle. And today, here I stand in front of you, having commenced Wings of Hope, which does the same for many families in Sri Lanka today. Wings of Hope started in 2013. Um, let me see if I can get. Wings of Hope started in 2013 in a slum area in Colombo with 40 children. These children come from very marginalized communities. Their homes are just wooden planks and mud floors, no electricity, no running water, no uh, sanitation facilities. Their parents are daily wage earners. They ride tuk-tuks. They are housemaids. They're just laborers that carry loads from one place to another. In 2015, we were also able to reach out to many families in the Hatton area. We had 60 chil children up in Hatton, and these children also came from similar conditions. These children are all marginalized. They're rejected in their schools because of the background they come from. Being a tea picker, you're not accepted in society. Your children are not accepted. If you come from a slum area, you're not accepted in the circle of what society calls. And they would be rejected. They would always be at the back of the class because they're dirty. They, they use foul language. They do not know how to behave. And plus, they don't have the facilities other children had. And so, uh, I'm getting used to this clicker thing. <laughs> So this is a typical picture of what a house in Hatton would be like, a tea picker's hut. It's just mud walls, mud floor, a tin roof. And that's a typical house that I was born in. And at Wings, what we do is we give the opportunity to educate children, an opportunity that they've never had before. These children, over 200 children refuse to go to school because they don't have their school supplies, because they don't have anybody to help them with their homework, and they're not accepted. The teachers don't even look at their books. And so at Wings of Hope Lanka, what we do is we tell them, OK, we will provide all your school supplies so you can stay in school. And then we have our teams helping them every day after school with their school so homework and also giving them extra tuition. And we also feed them. We give them a lunch, a hot, warm meal, because you can't teach a child on an empty stomach. And most of these children, when they go home, they don't have anything to eat because their parents haven't made anything as they have no means of providing. And so these children would run to the center. So school finishes at one o'clock in the afternoon and our projects, programs start at two o'clock. And 
The children who come to us will come as early as half past one just to have a warm meal and have some time for themselves. They play games with the teachers, they do puzzles, and they have a time of sharing where they can share their emotions. And it's not just about academics at Wings. We touch them personally. We instill self-worth, self-confidence into each of these children. One of the children that we have been working with is called Abi. He, when he started at the program, he said, literally he told me, I don't want to learn to read, I don't want to learn to write, I don't want to even know to hold a pencil. And he refused to do it. And so we worked with him for many years. And he's, he was a little mentally challenged, and he found he had learning difficulties. And the school teacher called up his mother and said, can you please take Abby out of school and put him into a special needs school because he cannot cope with the other students. And so she came to us in tears and said, what do I do? He's my only son. She was a single mother. And all I want him to do is to learn to read and write and have a good education. And so we worked with Abby very specially. And today, Abi sits in a classroom, his books are being corrected, and his teacher has found much improvement that she called his mother and said, you don't have to take him out, he can continue in school. And this is just one story of one, lit one little boy who comes to our center. And it's not just the uh, children who are being helped by our pro in our projects, it's the mothers too. See, these mothers come from very difficult um, circumstances. They, most of them are abused by their husbands under the influence of alcohol. Very young mothers have been shoved with the stress of life. Most of these mothers have never been to school, have no education. Some of them don't, wouldn't even know to thread a needle because all they know is to pick tea. And they're hurt, they have no dignity for themselves, they don't feel independent, no self-worth, no confidence in them. But SHINE, a program that is specially designed for mothers, gives them that freedom. You know, we have these mothers coming to us for two to three hours every month just to experience that freedom, to have some fun, enjoy a cup of tea for themselves, have a snack for themselves, learn something, and actually go back home empowered with dignity that I am a woman after God's own heart. These, when, we, when we meet up, some of these mothers have shared, Miss, we can't remember the day we laughed so much that our stomachs hurt. We can't remember the day we talked and had fun and we were free. The last meeting that I had with them, we gave them a cup of tea, and all the mothers, 70 of them, they just held it in their hands, and I asked, what's wrong? Why aren't you having your cup of tea? And they said, it's been seven months since we've had a cup of milk tea because of what is happening now in Sri Lanka. It's been seven months since I've been able to buy milk powder for my family. And so these mothers are struggling. And you know, all they want their children to have is a better education, to come out 
to have the cycle of poverty broken in their family. I have a, I have a story of a mother. Uh, she's a mother of one of the kids I bought on sponsorship recently. See, we have so many children wanting to be in, the par in part of Wings of Hope, and sometimes we have to close the doors and say, not now. I have to hold you off till we have more room or more facilities for sponsorships, which breaks my heart. And this mother said, you know, miss, from six years old, I have been a domestic aide. My father is addicted to alcohol, and he would go and drop me at the house where I'm supposed to work in from six years old. And they were a Catholic family. And on Christmas Day, he would pick her up, take her to church, and after Christmas service, he would take her back to the domestic home and leave her there. And till today, this young lady hasn't broken away from the holes of her father. Whenever she brings home her pay, he takes it. She tries to hide it from him, and what he does, he starts selling the things in her home. And so she gives him the money. And today her two children are being looked after by her mother because she's working in Colombo as a domestic aide. And she says, Miss, would you please take my daughter in because I want her to be educated. I don't want her to suffer like me. How do you reject a child like that? So we have taken in many children. We took so many children. After much pleading with Mukti, we were able to take many children like that. Another mother who came to me and I asked her, why do you want to put your child at Wings of Hope? And she just smiled. And I asked her, how old are you? And she said, I'm 21. And she has this one boy. And I asked, um, how is your husband? What does he do? And she said, he works as a laborer. I said, does he bring home the money? She smiled. And I asked, why don't you have any other children? And she smiled. She just smiles for everything, for every question I asked her. And later she told me, every day I am abused by my mother-in-law. My husband comes home drunk. And she lives in fear every day. And all she wants to do is be a part of this SHINE program. She feels if she is empowered, she can empower her son to be a good father. And that's all she wants. And as we were interviewing another couple, a mother and father, my husband Adrian told him, asked him, why do you want to put your child here? And he said, I'm not being ashamed. I need food. I need food for my family. And I, I heard that your organization is giving relief aid, especially in the crisis that we are facing now. Please take my children and feed them. I worked as a driver. So he was a driver transporting cow dung from place to place. And because of the crisis right now in Sri Lanka, he ha he's been out of work for three months. And he said, sir, I go to work. And people promised to pay me $10 a day. And at the end of the day, after all that hard work, I only get paid $5. What can I buy with the $5? I can't give, put food on my table to feed my children all below five. And so we were able to take that family. I can go on all morning here with the many stories of Wings. All of these children who come to Wings are given an opportunity not just to 
break the cycle of poverty through education, but they're given hope. They're given uh, a chance to have a better life, not just with education, but with the programs in Wings of Hope Lanka are spread out that we improve their livelihoods. We put in sanitation facilities. Uh, we have given out roofing sheets so that they can improve their living conditions. And we've also been able to rebuild homes for two single mothers. And you know, I'm just, I was just thinking while I was seated there, what if that lady didn't pick up Danny on the streets that day? and show, introduce him to her mother who taught him about Lord Jesus Christ? What if Danny was not willing to accept the Lord Jesus Christ? What if Danny refused God's tugging at his heart to go back to the mountains and share the gospel? What if he didn't meet Rajesh and that Hindu priest and that family? Today, I would not be here in front of you. Today, I would be probably a tea picker, and you would be drinking the tea that I picked. But God changed that. God loves the whole world that he gave his only son for us all. And you know, sometimes we feel we can't make a difference in our world. What can I do? I felt like that. I was very, very naive, and I said, Oh, I wanted to do big things, different things. I never wanted to become a teacher or work for a social organization. That were two things that were crossed out on my list. But here I am today, and I'm humbled that God has used me and my family to reach out to many, many boys and girls and their families um, in Sri Lanka. And it's a privilege for us to be partnering with Mukti today. As you all have heard, and, and I must thank you that for Julie and Clive and Peter and Lauren, who have been a part of our lives for a very long time, thank you for your prayers. Today, Sri Lanka is in a very dark hole. I had a phone call. Um, I always speak to my husband in the morning and in the night, and he shared a couple of stories that broke my heart and it made me feel homesick and want to catch the next flight back home. He said a father was in the tuk-tuk line for fuel, and his son was in the, other tuk in the line with his motorbike. And they have been there for hours and hours. And the son just left his motorbike and went to see how his father was doing. And when he went there, only to find him, he had passed away while standing in the queue. And the hurt and the... Um, the hurt that that family was going to feel that night, just waiting for fuel in a queue. And later on during the day, my mother-in-law had found commotion just outside her home. And so they had all rushed out to see what it was and to see all the people were surrounding a young woman, only to find out she had thrown her child into the canal and was about to jump herself, drown herself, because she couldn't feed her family. A father committed, a father of four children committed suicide because he couldn't pay back a loan of $100, and he couldn't put food on the table. Today, Sri Lanka has a fuel crisis, cooking gas crisis, 
we have power interruptions, people are out of work, and there are many families who just have no food to feed their families. And story after story I can share with you. And we're so grateful for the support that we get from Mukti. Let me flick this through quickly. Uh, for all the relief aid that we have been able to give with, uh, through Mukti. We have been able to bless hundreds of families, not only in wings, but in outreach areas. As you can see, the smiles on the faces of a mother when they receive that pack. One of the mothers, when she received this pack from me, she said, Miss, I opened my rice bucket and I sat there on the floor and I said, there's no rice for my children today. When they come back from school, what am I gonna feed them? And quickly her neighbor ran to her and said, Wings of Hope is giving out food parcels and they have asked you to come and collect yours. And so she ran and she went and she collected hers. These people who are not looked after, they have no hope, no sense of uh, dignity, are dependent on so much, are having hope through what the work of Wings of Hope is doing. And so, like I said, we are in our small corners, and sometimes you may feel what I do is insignificant, or what can I do? But God has called you in an amazing way. Prayers are being answered. When you pray, you move mountains. When you support in any way you can, you are blessing many lives in Sri Lanka, for which I am very thankful for. And God has used our family in an amazing way. See, sometimes we need to ask God to break our hearts for, to what breaks his. And, you know, if we surrender our lives, God can do amazing things. Danny surrendered his life to God. The young lady who led him to Christ surrendered. I surrendered with much difficulty to God. And here I am today in front of you being able to share the good things. See, some of these uh, relief packs, I must share this, have been miracles in people's lives. So one mother said, when she opened the rice pack, she emptied it into her bucket. And usually a relief aid pack feeds a family for one week. And when I say family, we're talking about eight to 10 members. And so she said, okay, she, she would come down to Thursday and she said, this would be my last meal for my family. And she took scoops of rice and made it. The next day she opened the bucket and there was rice and she scooped and she gave, fed her family. The following day she scooped, that rice bucket never ended. Isn't that amazing? It's a miracle. And we have stories like that where we've given oil to families and they said they would feel the oil would run out tomorrow, but it never ran out. So God is a God of miracles, even today. The God of Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac is alive and he's at work today through you, through me. So thank you very much for this time that you have given me to share. I hope you have been blessed and encouraged. I'm sure as you've heard Rebecca share that you realize that um, she's had a good teacher. How true? 
Yes? Yes. Well, you know who the teacher was, don't you? Clive Stebbins. Clive, at an age when most people retire and uh, enjoy life in different ways, Clive went as a volunteer to Sri Lanka for three months and finished up staying for 15 years. Not what you do when you're nearly 80, but that's what he did. And of course, he has been the one who has mentored Rebecca and helped her to start Wings of Hope, showed her how to run an organisation, how to be a leader. And uh, so that influence and that mentor has continued on through her life. And I'm sure you will enjoy the book. If you want to know about the title, Green Sky, Blue Skies, Green Lights and Purple Pump Handles, you've got to read the book to find out. We're not telling. <laughs> but today, as you've heard Rebecca share, those families in Sri Lanka are in a really bad place. But we all have the ability to do something about it. And our end of financial year appeal, which has only got about another week to run now, for $26, very little for us, we can feed a family in Sri Lanka for a week as those food packs that you've heard about. And so those are on the table this morning if you are interested and would like to help in that way and are able to help. But the long-term way of helping that is sustainable is through, of course, sponsoring one of those kids. And Rebecca came with 34 kids. I think we've sponsored 17 now. So there's still quite a few to go, about 17 still to go. And these are kids who have the opportunity of being part of the WINGS program. So education in the afternoons when they come from government school, healthy food, their mums are helped, they're given medical aid, they have a birthday celebration, so fun things too. And that can change their lives. And as you've heard this morning, it does change lives. And what a privilege we have as Australians to be able to stand with Rebecca and her team and uh, share in the lives, see transformation in the life of a child. It might be a child like Rebecca in the future. So we just don't know what God can do through a life. But if you would be interested in that, please come and talk to us. There's plenty there on the table and we'd love to share with you this morning. Clive, you're going to come and share with us from God's Word. And um, big thank you to what you've done, not only for Rebecca, but for the Kingdom of God. Well, thank you very, very much, Rebecca and Glenda. And uh, guess what? Time has gone. And uh, I just want to share with you just a couple of things and then we're going to finish. But uh, uh, it's just been a real blessing to listen to Rebecca this morning. I first knew Rebecca when she was a teenager and uh, I used to, I was up in the mountains, up in Hatton. I, I went to Sri Lanka for two or three months and stayed for 15 years. And uh, some of the most beautiful days, wonderful days of my life was up there in the mountains in charge of a school with about three or 400 children that used to come. And we had a tremendous time up there sharing the gospel with boys and girls and letting them know that Jesus loved them and we saw so many of these boys and girls come to know Jesus as their saviour. And uh, then at weekends, I'd go down to Colombo and catch up with Rebecca. And uh, she'd knock on my door and I'd answer the door and said, will you come out and play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with me? And uh, 
I wasn't too sure what that was, but uh, I went out and uh, played in the hot summer, uh, well, every day summer in Colombo, uh, but played with Rebecca and her, and her brother, and we, we just had a great time and we got to know each other, and Rebecca would share with me some of the things that had happened, and uh, I was able to share with her some of the things that were going on up in the mountains, up in Hatton. I was in a much better climate than uh, if I was in Colombo, but we saw so many young people give their lives to Jesus and commit their lives to him. And uh, uh, Rebecca always refers to me as Daddy Clive, and I'm just so honoured to be regarded as one of her dads. And uh, God has just blessed us uh, abundantly. The most wonderful days of my life were spent in, uh, in Sri Lanka. I was there 15 years altogether, and we had a wonderful time, and I'd love to go back there again. I wouldn't want to go at the moment the way things are, but normally speaking, it was just a, a blessing to be there, and God blessed. Uh, I've been in Christian work all my life, but I think probably the best days of my life were spent there in Sri Lanka. There's a lot of things I wanted to say. Time has gone, but uh, uh, it was just, just been absolutely amazing. And I just want to read to you a, a few verses from the Scriptures just in closing, because the, 18th, the 28th chapter of Matthew, uh, just a few verses there, and the words of the Lord Jesus from verse 16, this is what he said, the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When, he saw them, they, when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority is given in heaven and earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even unto the ends of the age. And so Jesus has commanded each one of us to go into all the world. Now, all the world might be right here in, in Pakenham, because there are many thousands of people in this place that haven't heard the gospel. And maybe this is a place where God wants you to share the message of his love and his salvation. We have the answer. Jesus can make a tremendous difference in our lives, as most of us have discovered, probably all of us, I don't know. But Jesus is, is the one who can satisfy the deepest longings of the human heart. And I've... I gave my life to Jesus in my teenage years and I was brought up in a Christian home, but it's just been the most wonderful thing to follow the Lord Jesus. Gave me 36 years directing Youth for Christ in Melbourne and then God sent me across to Sri Lanka and other parts of the world and we travelled the world sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. I remember being in the Ukraine on one occasion, sitting next to a little boy and I might have told you this before, but he tapped me on the shoulder and I looked and he faced it up and he said to me, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, a little boy in, in the Ukraine. And it was just such a blessing. And uh, I've just had the opportunity of sharing the message of God's love and salvation in about 40 countries of the world. And it's just been great to know that the, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. And I just trust, if you haven't trusted Jesus, that you'll give your life to him today You'll ask him to come into your life because he's a wonderful saviour. He's a wonderful friend. 
and every moment of every day of every life uh, or, or of, of my life, I've just uh, been walking with the Lord, enjoying the fellowship with the Lord and seeking to serve him. And I'd ask you to continue to pray for Rebecca. She's living in a very, very difficult part of the world at the moment and things are much worse than when I was there. But uh, she's going to need our prayers and our support in all that we do. Now, time has gone, so I'm, I'm just going to have a word of prayer and then hand back to the team. Our Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Rebecca. We thank you that you have brought her with us. We thank you, Lord, for her ministry over the years. We thank you for the many thousands of boys and girls and young people that have come to Christ as a result of her ministry. And Lord, we just pray for Adrian, her husband, and we ask that you might bless them as they labour there in Colombo and in Hatton. And we ask, Lord, that they might continue to see people come to the Lord and surrender their lives to him. We thank you for the material help that they've been able to give in food and clothing. And also, Lord, we thank you that they've been able to share the love of God, the love of Jesus Christ, day by day with those people that uh, they come in contact with. And so, Lord, we just pray that you'll bless us in the remaining time of our time together, that we might be conscious of your presence in all that we do. Bless us in the coming week, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.